Welcome to the CU Strategy Forum podcast, a podcast designed especially for credit union leaders. Our goal is to bring you the latest strategic resources for growing your profitability and membership. Whether your credit union has 10,000 or 10 million members, we think you'll find today's conversation valuable. Welcome back to the CU Strategy Forum podcast. I'm your host, Paul Bresenden. Uh, today's conversation is incredibly interesting. I know many of you are executives, CEOs. Uh, many of you are just looking to grow in your career, your expertise with credit unions. And so today's guest is Hector Martin. He's the CEO of County Schools Credit Union uh, up here in California, but he's also the founder of Emerging Leaders Credit Union Council. Welcome, Hector. How are you? Thanks, Paul. Doing great. Happy to be here, and uh, thank you so much for having me. This is this is a fun conversation. Uh, this this idea of path to leadership, of developing um, leaders in the credit union movement that maybe just aren't sitting at that executive table now. Tell us a little bit about more. What tell us about what emerging leaders is, and how did the idea come about? It's, it's a little weird for me to <clears throat> talk about. Like you asked me and, and me talk about developing leaders when I feel like I'm still developing myself, but I think that's that's a lifelong journey, right? But uh, in regard to um, emerging leaders, a little bit about how it started. Uh, the group was founded in in 2020. A group of us founded it um, during the pandemic, um, and a lot of us were on the same boat. Um, a lot of executives, a lot of leaders, uh, we, we were just trying to find answers to issues that we had never seen before. We had never seen these issues before. So now we're all kind of tapping into our networks, right? Calling our friends, calling other credit unions and like, what are you guys doing about this or that? Um, and we, we already had a group together that was that was contacting each other and meeting each other uh, regularly and we said hey let's let's go look for a group that we could join so that we can provide some feedback and we can get something out of that uh, but we couldn't really find anything that checked all those boxes so we thought hey why don't we kind of formalize what we have going on let's let's put a, a formal name to what uh, to ourselves and let's start uh, advertising our conversations and our meetings on LinkedIn in the hope to bring in some, you know, potential speakers to come and like industry experts to come talk to us or even other leaders with expertise to see these conversations on LinkedIn and say, hey, let's go and, and join this group and then together we can come up with more ideas and things like that. So uh, we did that and, um, you know, we, we called ourselves the uh, Emerging Credit Union Leadership Council. Um, we thought that sounded pretty cool. We still do. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we, uh, we, we would record our Zoom meetings and we would start uh, inviting people in it. Uh, I think that organic growth itself, like putting our stuff out there and, and getting um, members to join because they were looking for the same thing we were looking for is really what makes us a strong group as opposed to us creating a group and trying to sell it to everybody, right? So um, that's kind of how it organically came about. Uh, and then also it was a perfect time during the pandemic where uh, virtual was the norm. Uh, and as a young uh group, I, I, when I mean young, I don't mean an age, I mean like we're, our, our association was just starting off. Um, obviously, we didn't have money to create in-person events and things like that. Some of the members of the Emerging Leaders Council 
may not be as high up in the ranks to where they can leave their office whenever they want. Uh, so we said this is a perfect time with a low barrier to entry to create this group, build some momentum while everyone's doing the same thing. We look just like you know the group that had been going on for years, um, and uh, and and we created this group, and and it kind of took off from there, and then. Uh, secondly, at the same time, um, I was I was watching a um, a, a, a webinar talking about the exodus of uh, this the the past generation of credit union CEOs leaving, mm -hmm. and how there was this gap behind them. Not not too many leaders uh, were in line to become executives or CEOs right after them because it was never appealing to wait. Uh, you were waiting too long or, or you know, the, the, it didn't seem too appealing to become a credit union CEO. So uh, I think we put those two things together uh, and, uh, you know, we're, we're trying to keep the talent in our industry and, and do what we've already been doing, but just formalizing a little bit. But um, that's kind of how we came about. As to who we are, uh, today we have about 50 members um, and we range from managers to CEOs. Um, and uh, really, we see ourselves as a professional development group. We, we connect leaders to opportunities. Uh, we bring the opportunities in and, and hopefully, you know, one of our members hasn't heard about it or whatnot and they can take advantage of that and vice versa. Uh, we, we share these, these opportunities and then um, we also try to collaborate, come up with new ideas. But really our, our meat and potatoes is uh, every uh, month on the second Wednesday of the month, uh, we have a virtual meeting where we bring an industry expert to come talk about um, either career development um, or our industry or any hot topic like that. And then we have a discussion around it. Uh, and then just throughout the year also, we kind of collaborate and tap into each other for, for advice and things like that. Um, and we've had a annual awards breakfast where we uh, award our emerging leader of the year. And we also give out scholarships to educational events and conferences and things like that. So that's, that's kind of a gist of who we are and, and what we're here for. And there's a lot of, I mean, there's so many things that you mentioned that I want to dive into, but it, first of all, like COVID, right? The, the mother of all invention, yeah. right? How many businesses, yeah. new ideas, new sort of associations, like all the in-person events went away. And so it gives birth to this new idea and this uh, ability to re-engage younger executives or younger professionals that want to grow into a leadership development role. I, I think that's so great. And then you have a lot of, you, you get access to a lot of people that, you normally wouldn't rub shoulders with because they're not at your same seniority level or job role or um, maybe even across the country. I think uh, the, the call yesterday was the CEO of USC Credit Union, which was a fascinating conversation of somebody that's at the end of their career, right? They're, they're looking, they're, they're kind of thinking about their legacy and talking about what the next five years look like as they get ready for retirement with really good sort of advice and grounding to a younger generation that says, Hey, you're, you're, you're the next, you're the next wave. What are you going to stand for? What do you represent? And how do you go? That's, that was just kind of being on some of those calls is, I don't know, inspiring, heartwarming, you know, hearing, hearing people that poured their life out for something really meaningful in a credit union movement, and then want to instill that same sort of passion and discipline to a younger generation is really cool. I think some of the other cool things that I've seen you do, which has been fun is like you bring in access to, I don't know, some fun, uh, interesting conversations you normally wouldn't get access to, like Blake Hastings, who's formerly a VP in the Federal Reserve, and, and to, to sit on a call with a few other people, right, like a small group of people, and to be able to hear 
you know, the economic impact and how they view, you know, the, the figures that everybody else is sort of wrestling with to be able to gain expertise that exists outside of your job function and kind of learn the business as a whole is really, really cool. Tell me a little bit more, like you mentioned collaboration, right? Cause this, the league exists, CUNA exists, lots of these other things exist, right? And what this is, is something a little bit different than those, right? But it tends to have a lot of that sort of overlap. I love that you've partnered with league events. Tell me a little bit about how what, how your partnership works or what, like where you see yourself slotting into some of the bigger trade associations or uh, groups that already exist. Yeah. So with, with, I mean, you, you mentioned there, there's a lot of great groups out there already and what they're doing, what they do, they're, they're doing a lot better than we can. And, and so we're not looking to reinvent the wheel. We're not looking to be the next league or the next, uh, um, CUNA or, or the next network, uh, or, or, uh, things like that. So what, what we really are is just a group of people that go to all these events. Uh, so we go to these conferences where we belong to these other associations, the associations we partner with uh, a few that we've partnered with um just just this year and again um it's been you know we're pretty early on into into the stages of, of the emerging leaders but we've already partnered with um uh some of the networks so with the league um as well as the uh global women's leadership network to uh come together do in-person events bring in a speaker we had diana dykstra come in uh just in june um where you know they come in and give economic updates where our uh, industry is advocacy things like that um again when we talk to each other when we're in these meetings we're not trying to make our your, our own conference or our own thing like that what we're trying to do is really say hey look this is what i found beneficial in my career or maybe even like gary perez who came and spoke to us yesterday can tell us these are the associations i joined and really it's just creating awareness we're just Kind of creating the dots uh, i'm sorry connecting the dots and kind of telling everyone hey look this is the path and that worked for me these are the associations i joined with um and and this is the value they brought wcms things like that which we'll probably talk about a little bit in the future here but uh really is just creating awareness yeah. so um i think that uh what where we fit in uh in the in the spectrum of things is is we're just a group of of you know individuals who want to learn from each other and want to join these other associations and tell each other about them you know yeah there's something magic about your name right you you everyone has heard the phrase right you become who you surround yourself with and so this idea of surrounding yourself with other emerging leaders in the credit union ecosystem really kind of not only brands yourself but brands the group of people you're with that you are you know, humble, hungry, smart, chasing after the right things. And well, I mean, this is a great segue in your transition to your path to leadership, right? You're, you started out, you know, at a credit union. How did you start? What was your official title? <laughs> so it's, it's funny. I, I've, I've, I think I've said this story before to, to some, so I apologize if you got to hear it again, but <laughs> I don't, I, I don't, <laughs> I didn't know what I wanted to do. I just knew that I wanted to wear a suit and carry a suitcase uh, in high school. So I was like, you know, what what job has that really? What now in hindsight, what it, what I was really trying to be was a businessman or, or something like that, right? I was trying to get into business. So um, I went into business in in school. Um, 
in university and I said, all right, while I'm going to school, let me get the most business-like entry-level job that I can find. So that, that way when I graduate, I can say, quote unquote, you can't see me doing the quotes, right? But um, I have four years of experience also working in business. So I sought out to file papers at a bank. Um, and I couldn't get a, a banking job and um, I didn't have any any formal job experience. And then um, somehow I ended up talking to somebody who knew somebody uh, and they were like, why don't you apply at this credit union? I said, what is that? Like most of us, right? Um, and I ended up applying at that credit union. The interview went super good. Uh, I was like, cool, I nailed it. I'm gonna be filing papers there tomorrow. Then I get a phone, uh, actually at the end of that interview, they go, can you start tomorrow? And I said, no, I actually have class Tuesdays and Thursdays. Oh man. So I go home, I bummed out. Turns out the CEO of that credit union was also the CEO of another. So he called me on my way home and said, Hey, get over here. We're going to interview at this other credit union, which is John Hernandez. He was the CEO of three credit unions at the time. Still is, but three other, I think now is some of, uh, or four, three and a half. But, um, anyway, um, so that's how I got to Calcom. That's where I got my start. And, um, I think I was part-time, but then I realized that semester school was a little bit easier for me. Um, so I went full-time and, and from there, I mean, I, I started as a teller. I'm a, what you call a credit union lifer. And now you're the, right? you, you went from being a teller to being the CEO of county schools. Like, and yeah, I love your humility yeah. as we start off, right? I'm still personally developing. We're all still personally developing, which is great. But like this, yep. this idea of starting kind of diving in deep, like, tell me some of your path to journey. Like, um, I don't know, advice that you would give someone that's at that teller level or, you know, maybe they're involved in lending or maybe they're involved in wealth management or some other aspect of, you know, but they're not sitting at the executive table. They want to get there. What are some of the things that helped you drive your path to leadership? Yeah, well, I think you said one of them was just to be humble because um, every time I went up a level or to another department, one of the phrases I say is you don't know what you don't know until you know that thing right so um it's just to be humble there's always something to learn and then also to be hungry at the same time so um i was i was the first one to raise my hand when um they said hey who wants to volunteer to go to um you know this conference and pass out papers because i knew that once i passed them out i can sit with everybody else you know and i can meet people and and you know being with with um John Hernandez actually founded uh, Southern California Credit Union Alliance. Um, and I think I started my career there at the same time the group started and I was always there, you know, and, and that's where I got to meet a lot of other executives. And, uh, you know, they, I, I probably annoyed them, but they saw me so many times that they got to know me. And then now like organically they start becoming um, uh, mentors and things like that. And um, so just really my advice would be to be hungry and don't be afraid to, take risk i mean don't don't bet your entire career type of risk but you know there was times where i would i, I moved to a smaller credit union um or went what others would see as going backwards just so that i can learn i went into i went to uh my, my path looked like i was gonna go you know lending supervisor lending manager real estate and it looked like i could have gone up the the ladder and the lending side, but I said, hey, from the beginning, I wanted to be a CEO. So I said, um, I, I need to learn accounting and I need to learn compliance. So I went to another shop and um, I basically, you know, ran almost um, in hand in hand with the CEO, the, the entire operations. And I did that just so that 
I could learn the, those other aspects. So don't be afraid to take moves that may look lateral, may look backwards if it fits in within the long-term plan. So that's one of the one of the pieces of advice I would say. And and again, being humble and hungry, I think is the two traits that will help you along along the path that way. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned John Hernandez. Like, I think that guy is the networking or connecting rock star. He knows everybody, has encouraged everybody, has connected so many people, right? Like the, the SECUA sort of conversation, like how big of a role, it, and how much of this are you trying to do with emerging leaders in terms of providing networking and opportunity? Is that is that a core component? Yeah, I mean, I think that if you take a look at the two associations, they each, they're, they're different, right? They, they each have uh, the, their own, um, kind of, I guess, uh, audience, different audience, right? I think SECU is more of like an executive uh, group that gets together and, and collaborates and shares ideas. And at the time they started, they started through, I think, um, the financial crisis. So uh, similarly, right, you have a crisis, you have a need, you have a person that brings everybody together. And now as we're seeing our industry kind of consolidate a little bit um, and uh, kind of a lack of, of, of the motivation for the next generation that that's kind of what we're doing here and obviously networking is is one of the biggest pillars or one of the three pillars one of the biggest aspects of of our association because um you know you can look for opportunities yourself you can look for the answers yourself but when you have a group of people doing it all together the the power of that is obviously a lot greater right when you have a few people uh looking out for you and things like that and can think of you when they come across an opportunity so yeah networking definitely just like their group is is i think big and actually we've collaborated with them um already um twice we we hold um open forums where, um, and, and, and it's funny because we'll have a, a, a Q and a session where it's supposed to be an emerging leader, asks a question, and then an executive asks another one to learn from each other. It's like, we're almost fighting for like, <laughs> Hey, my turn, you know? So it, it definitely is a good symbiotic relationship there as well. I love it. That's really cool. What do you, uh, what would you, when we talk about your path to leadership and moving to CEO, like you describing this idea of, moving around in the organization and learning the full breadth of the business, right? Like moving from lending to understand, you know, how, how a credit union is ran and with the financials and uh, tell me some of your sort of, what did you go to school? What was your degree in? How did you develop it, the expertise that you need in order to get at that executive table or get to the CEO position? Yeah, I think it was, uh, I think we can kind of categorize it into three things. One of them is, is obviously experience that we talked about. Um, so going in and uh, going into several different departments and learning them, but you actually have to go into them. You can't just shadow somebody, right? You got to do them. You got to, you got to get stumped by a problem and solve it. That's how you really learn that department. Uh, like accounting, everyone, you know, you can, you can learn about general ledgers and whatnot, but when you have to it's balance a general ledger that's not balancing, that's where you really start learning how that cog affects the other cog in the machine and and then as you learn more departments and you start seeing how everything works as a whole and it's the enterprise mindset's really what puts everything together so that's the first aspect i think in my career was like jumping around and going into several other departments and it's not the only pathway you know others will go up and in, in, in the lending pathway and then become uh, a really good leader and then uh you know obtain a team later that um helps them and then they can learn afterwards uh, in regards to the other department so 
it's just one of the ways to do it. And then I think the other two was uh, formal education uh, and networking. So uh, formal education, you know, I uh, got my finance degree um, in uh, at Long Beach. So I did that at the same time that I was learning in the office and doing lending and, and learning finance and things like that, balance sheet management. So those two things at the same time really kept me motivated. Like you go to class and you're like, oh, that's what I do at work. And then you go to work and oh, that's what I learned at class. So, and then now, you know, my MBA and in between those, I did uh, Western Kingdom Management School which to me, Western Kingdom Management School kind of put both together. It, it, it put the formal business that you learn in business school, and then it got the stuff I was learning in the office, and it said, oh, this is why we do mm-hmm. this here and that there, and then married to both of them. So so that's the educational aspect. And then I think the third aspect in, in, in all that is the networking, and within networking also comes the mentors that, that come out of networking. So those are, I think, the three big kind of tools that I had in the shed that really helped me to get to where I am today. And obviously, you know, hard work, dedication, things like that. But um, I would, I would categorize like if discipline, if you, you know, write, whatever discipline, just the, the, <laughs> the little stuff. Right. But if you gotta, if you gotta um, write it down and, and see where you're lacking out of, out of um, the, the tools that you need, I think that if you categorize it within those three, um, you can really identify, you know, what it is that you need to, to put a little bit more emphasis on. That's great. You mentioned mentors. I'm going to give you the chance to highlight or thank some of your mentors along the way. Is there anybody specifically that you want to, you want to call out? <laughs> Oh man, there's uh there's too many to mention, and I hope I don't I don't uh, upset anybody by by forgetting <laughs> them. But um, now I'll just I'll just say the ones that kind of at most recently and for the longest have been mentoring me. Obviously, John Hernandez. Uh, you know, it's it, it, I remember sitting in his office, uh, 18, 19 year old, and like like us plotting the way he probably thought I was crazy. Like, how am I going to get to be a CEO? And then we got to the point where I worked with him, I think seven, eight years. And we got to the point where again, we were sitting down and at this time we had the computer up and we were looking for my next job. Like who does that as, as, as a boss, right? You really usually cool. they want to retain their employees and things like that. Right. Um, so I think him and then along the way also, even to today, I always tap into him for advice is even, you know, even getting this new job, negotiating, you know, ca- contracts and things like that. Uh, and then also some of the other CEOs that I've worked for, uh, Rick Weber, uh, John Bajans as well. They really have what, what they did for me is they really, uh, they let me be me by the time I got there, they were like, all right, you run your unit. And, and I made, you know, my own decisions, obviously if they disagreed with it. They, they made sure they told me and why, but they let me build my own brand while I was there, which I am really grateful for because, um, I wouldn't have been able to start the emerging leaders if, if they wouldn't allow me to do, you know, my own thing like that and, 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 and keep running it. And then there's also, you know, your mentor doesn't always have to be your boss or higher than you. It could also be a peer. I mean, one I can think of off the top of my head, Jay Carber up in uh, Santa Barbara. Uh, I think I, I, I feel sorry for him. I think I tap into him every single day. Like, <laughs> hey, man, what would you do in this situation? What would you do in that? And I guess, I, I you know, we, they don't have to be your boss for them to be your 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 mentor so i and i'm sure i'm missing some I, i'll just cut you off coming. so that they, they can blame me instead of them blaming you yeah, yeah, yeah. That, one, awesome. that one wasn't in the script sorry guys no it's good this is amazing thank you it does feel it feels like a fun conversation especially to look back and be grateful for the people that have kind of been in your life and prodding you along and walking with you often it's not just like 
pull me up. Sometimes it's the person that's walking alongside you that provides yeah. some good inspiration, some meaningful motivation and drive, which is great. Um, I try to close out with a few uh, rapid fire questions. So uh, for you, let's let's do this. Um, name one daily behavior that that you feel like helps you as a leader grow. Daily behavior. Uh, I mean, just think of what I do every day. I think that, uh, um, and people that I look up to that what they've said is all is, is just learn every day. Uh, every day you got to learn whether it's formal education, whether it's uh, industry specific topics or just the, the news, you're learning something every single day and that's gonna keep you nimble, uh, it's gonna keep you aware. Uh, I mean, the economy's changing, not just the economy, the world, the, our membership, uh, what they what they want, what they need is changing every day. I think that just learning every single day um, is is definitely, definitely imperative to, to grow. That's awesome. And then what's one of the best ways that you know to show employees appreciation? Man, like like I started uh, this conversation with, I'm still learning that part. <laughs> but um, uh, I think that uh, being present and listening uh, is is huge. You know, sometimes we listen, and I'm guilty of this. Where we hear someone out in anticipation to give our expertise, quote unquote, right? We know the answer. So we're just hearing them, waiting for them to finish and we already have the answer. Um, I, I have really been trying to wait and actually listen uh, compassionately and put myself in their shoes and say, if I was in their shoes, what would I, you know, what would, what would be going through my head as I'm saying this? And also being present, not just listening to when they have an issue, but trying to get ahead of it and being there at, at you know, whether it's at their meetings at their staff meetings or if you're in a meeting with them uh, how many times do uh, and again I'm guilty of this how many times are we on a zoom meeting and we're multitasking and you can tell you can tell someone else is multitasking when when you're in a zoom meeting with them and 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 maybe it's easier because there's 10 of you uh, but just you know drop what you're doing and really be present if you don't have the time to do that you probably shouldn't have signed up for it um, and I'm having you know that I'm still learning to say no and I'm still learning to be fully present as well and and I think that uh, Listening is, is definitely, um, I think, what, what employees uh, appreciate. And from there, you learn what it is that they actually appreciate because everyone appreciates something different, right? I love that. That's, it, your advice is crossing over to wisdom. Good work. That's amazing. <laughs> well, thank you for taking the time with us. If you did want to learn more about emerging leaders, where do you go? ecuLC.org go to our website um, you can see uh, pictures of some of the stuff we've done past events future events you could join uh, become a member there um, and then we have a members portal where we upload our recordings and things like that and find out news about upcoming events that's amazing thanks Hector appreciate your time today's CU strategy podcast is brought to you by 454 creative a digital marketing agency with extensive experience developing websites and marketing strategies for credit unions 454 Creative is ready to help design your brand, define your strategy, and deliver your story to your community and grow your members. Visit 454creative.com slash CU today to learn more and get a free website review.